Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This organization has had a lot of success over the years for a long time. And there have been many teams that, you know, they have one good year and then they're out for three years. One thing I learned from coaches and from, from Thunder it's about just surrounding yourself with good people, right? Surrounding yourself with good people. Now, as far as our staff and, and things like that, we're going to be good. We're going to be a lot better. Now, Bill always says this, managing expectations. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Gerard Mayo, we're going to be good. Also, Gerard Mayo, we want to we wanna manage expectations. Well, yep, good work. Okay. <laughs> uh, that the voice of new New England Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo, obviously replacing the great Bill Belichick. And we'll see if Belichick uh, becomes a head coach in the National Football League again. He won't be one this season. And Elliot Wolf, oh, Ron's son. That's actually true. He is Ron Wolf's son. Uh, now, uh, the final decision maker, not the GM in title, but essentially the general manager for the New England Patriots, who are the third overall pick in the draft. Patriots owner Robert Kraft, in like a letter to season ticket holder, said this is the most exciting offseason that we've had in a long time. Probably because they haven't had a quarterback at the top of the draft in forever since Drew Bledsoe. And now have an opportunity to take one, obviously, here. And Pete Prisco telling you he thinks there's an 80% chance the Patriots will take a quarterback with a third overall pick in the draft. We will start uh, giving you our win total guesses for teams in the AFC, starting with the Patriots. Then we'll move to the AFC North. But Power Hour, Final Hour, coming up next hour here on the show. We'll roll through all our bets for tonight. So if you're here for the bets, you will get them. But not yet. Coming up next hour here on the show. But uh, let's get some win totals here, Ken. And let's start with the New England Patriots. Uh, again, with the third pick in the draft. I I think it might be a little less than 80% that the Patriots take a quarterback with the third pick. But I think it's probably like if you're setting a betting market, it's the favorite that they would, they would take one. Um, worth noting, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is working out every day at the team facility and you've got like expatriate players kind of like really pumping up Mac Jones, like deserving another chance with better oh, skill position players. To me, it feels like that ship has sailed big time. And I don't think you see Bailey Zappi start another game for this team, barring injury here. So if I guess we have to assume, right, it's rookie starting quarterback and that'll kind of color our decision, right? What we think about potential win total for New England in a division with three teams, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, we all think we'll have win totals in the double digits potentially, right? Maybe the Jets would be nine and a half, but more likely to be 10. So what do you think we see here coming up for the New England Patriots, Ken? A really low number. <laughs> Maybe the <laughs> lowest number. No, seriously, like probably the lowest number, right? There's a couple other teams that you could see have really low numbers in the win total market. Uh, Carolina will certainly have a really low number. Washington will have a very, very, very low number. First year with Dan Quinn, they'll probably start a rookie quarterback. Uh, maybe even in week one, like what New England might do. And we don't know if New England's going to do that, but, you know, they'd be at the top of your list for who's going to start a rookie quarterback in week one. So, yeah, I think, you know, 
the market for who will have the lowest win total at open. Maybe make the Patriots a favorite, and because versus those other teams, they play in this division. All six games, God, like a touchdown underdog or more sometimes, depending on how bad they are in all six division games. Um, so what I do with every team, we did this yesterday, just a few statistical kind of particulars about how the team played last year just so if you're listening and you're like well what would i make the number would i make it this would i make it this this could kind of help frame that discussion uh new england last year obviously they have the third overall pick it means they didn't win a lot of games uh they won four of them which is not very much uh they had a pythagorean expectation all that is is based on how much you score and allow kind of like what you play like uh they played like about a four and a half win team last year which is again not very good uh schedule wise we mentioned the difficulty of the division they play in their division the afc east all plays a certain similar set of uh teams based on how the division cross matches work they'll play the nfc west and the afc south it's like a pretty average pairing it's not too difficult it's not too easy um Every team will also play a kind of a, what I call a bonus opponent, which is an opponent that only they play and the team that they play against. Uh, and for the Patriots, that's the Chicago Bears, which is not bad. Ooh, Some teams okay. have drawn, you know, Kansas City. Kansas City drew San Francisco, for example. Rut row, you know, like here's the best team in the league uh, in the regular season from a rating standpoint. New England draws Chicago, which isn't totally bad. Um, here's Here's where they just get, they catch a brutal break, though. So they finish last in their division. And usually, well, not usually, when you finish last in your division, you get the other last place finishers and the other AFC divisions on your schedule. Usually that's a good thing. Usually those teams you want. Like, oh, good, here's a chance to get out of the gutter. We play all the other gutter teams. Like, great. Okay, who came in last in the two divisions that the Patriots will have to play? Uh, well, the Bengals came in last in the AFC North, so New England has to play Cincinnati with Joe Burrow back, and the Chargers came in last in the AFC West, so the Patriots have to play the Chargers. So, like, in a... in the most brutal scheduling imaginable you get a quote last place schedule that has like two teams that are like among the favorites to win the super bowl and two quarterbacks that are like two of the favorites to win most valuable player as you're like oh like who do we get for coming in last the best teams oh no <laughs> which again this leads me to like the number is going to be impossibly low like it's going to be a really low number My, usually in the nfl just with how win totals work even though we've added a game to the schedule it is extremely rare to see a number lower than something like four and a half. This is essentially where the Cardinals existed for much of the offseason last year. There were occasionally fours and like heavily juiced over three and a halfs. But that was a team, you have to remember, people thought the Cardinals were going to intentionally lose games last year to get the to get as, as good of a draft pick as possible. Um, we don't think the Patriots are going to intentionally lose games. We just think they're going to be really bad. Uh, I think a number like five makes a lot of sense for them going into this year, uh, especially the division they play in and, as we mentioned, their schedule. What would you want to do right now? Win total of five. Let's say the starting quarterback is Jaden Daniels or Drake May, whatever, either one. I don't want to bet the under, and I, I for now I'd probably do nothing. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have a strong also. opinion. Well, because what am I basing a decision off of? A quarterback that I've never seen in the NFL and a coach that I've never seen in the NFL be a head coach. How am I making an informed decision with absolutely no evidence? Not even like a little bit of evidence, like like zero. Quarterbacks never played, coaches never coached. That's a tough combination. Maybe you play up in that way. Maybe you play like, well, the the market's rating them like they're going to be the worst team in the league. They just have to not be that. Um, and we can have a conversation about Mayo and coach of the year, which I think is actually pretty interesting too. But yeah, I mean, like if I think the number is going to be five, I think that's about right. And then we did this yesterday for people who didn't do the segments. Like if we're wrong, 
are we wrong down a half or up? A, we're probably pretty close. Are we wrong down a half win and it's four and a half or up a half win and it's five and a half? Did you did you think five also? And what would your answer be to that question? I think it, we'd be wrong down to four and a half. Well, that's that's insulting. <laughs> that's a, a four and a Do half you is, disagree? That's a rough number. Uh, but just like and, and like just to be clear, like the, the, the Patriots could be on paper. Yeah, exactly. And the division. Like it's brutal. Yeah. I mean, we already know. So Cincinnati Chargers in the cross match is the last place games. Uh, they'll play. We know they'll play Houston. We know they'll play San Francisco. And we know they'll play all the teams in their division twice. So six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine games where no matter where the game is played, you're more than a field goal underdog in the game. More than half the schedule. You're definitely a field goal underdog to start the season. And you're way more than that in some of those games. Like you're if they're bad and they're at Buffalo, that's 14. Like that's what that number is. I mean, I just it's real. Like if they're really this bad, like a five win team and they go to Buffalo or they go to Miami, and Miami's got the best offense in the league again and they're cooking. Uh Aaron Rodgers, God forbid Aaron Rodgers is good, then the, then you go to the, you know, go to go to MetLife where, you know, the team that you beat consistently forever. And uh, and you'll be, you know, 10, more than 10 in that game probably as an underdog if you're this bad. So, yeah, I think that's part of what uh, what creates the projection. But uh, I, I will say, like, the, the bull case for them is we will never have seen the quarterback and we will never have seen the coach. So they can be a lot of things. Some of those are bad, but some of them are good. Do you prefer mayo or mustard? Totally depends on what we're talking about, sandwich-wise. I gotta tell you, I, I like, do find like a, it. Like I guess a deli like... sandwich? Sure. It's really close. It is close. Uh, I I'll just say I I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I hate mayo or I hate mustard. No, I I'm a fan of all the condiments. Really enjoy all of them. Uh, I'll say mustard. I feel like I use that more on sandwiches and mayo. I want like on an Italian sub sometimes or something. Not Italian sub, but it's something with Italian meats. Mayo kind of goes with some of that stuff. Basic deli sandwich. I'll go mustard instead. And mustard, you can't put mayo on a hot dog. I, I, I will say, I do find it, and look, people can like whatever they like. Like, I, there are some, like, my wife hates ketchup. There are some people that hate, that hate certain things. I, I think mayo gets a bad rap. I think mayo is, like, delicious. I would never, like, eat, like, a spoonful of mayo. I wouldn't do that of mustard either. Like, mustard right. on, like, a turkey sandwich is absolutely delicious. It's, yeah, it's, I'm, a, uh, I'm a mayo like fan. Like, sour eggs with, like, vinegar, you know? Like, it's, no, I don't want a spoonful of that. <laughs> no, I don't want what's that. The, uh, what's, what's the best condiment overall? Uh, I mean, it, like, does it have to be ketchup? I don't even eat a lot of ketchup, and I still think it's probably ketchup. Because, like, I how could ketchup. it not be ketchup? Yeah. I think I go with Tabasco sauce, I think is my number one. That's a really good one. That's definitely, I don't think it's underrated because it's probably a lot of people really like it, but you you can put Tabasco sauce on a, just a really large number of things and make, and oh, make those and things I do. better. Yeah, it makes those and things I do. a lot, a lot better. <laughs> In <laughs> like fact, way I, put better. It on, I put it on so many things that I have to take stomach pills because I enjoy it yeah. so much and have and for my entire anyway. life. And I and I eat it anyway because guess what? It's not like if I if a doctor said to me, you know, Nick, if you just cut Tabasco out of your diet, you'll live forever. I'd consider it, but but I'm gonna die. So damn it, I'm going down with Tabasco <laughs> right. sauce. So this is what it is. Pass the bottle. Uh, okay. All right. So so that's the new so that's the New England Patriots. So I guess we'll we'll settle on five. But I I don't think I'd do anything at five. I guess that's the right number then for the Patriots. Can I, uh... Can I give you something on, on not, not Mayo the condiment, but Mayo the coach here real quick? I, I think one way that this team is potentially interesting is 
we did this with coach of the year, but I'll just, as we get to the teams and the coaches again, I'll just say it again. Like <laughs> you have to, you have to almost like turn your brain inside out when you think about coach of the year. Cause you have, you actually have to ask yourself, what is a team that I think will almost certainly be bad? Well, then I want to bet that coach to win coach of the year because we're all going to think that team is going to be really bad. And then when they're good, then the guy wins. Like, did we think the Giants were going to make the playoffs a couple of years ago? Absolutely not. Well, Nick maybe did because he's a Giants fan. Absolutely not. Oh, no, I didn't. Day- I did not. Dable year one, win total in the toilet. They go on to make the playoffs. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's how you win coach of the year. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Uh, last year, two different coaches in different ways. Oh my God, can you believe it? Houston won the division. Think about it. We were talking about Houston in this conversation a year ago. The team with one of the lowest win totals in the league. They draft CJ Stroud. This, right? The rookie yeah. quarterback and, and head coach we've never seen before. A quarterback and exactly. coach we haven't seen. Ryans and Stroud, very low win total. Now, Stroud has one of the best rookie seasons ever. There's no guarantee whoever the Patriots draft is going to have a season like that. D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for the Niners was the head coach. Look, really low win total. Uh, we, we Nick and I didn't bet the over. We didn't think they were going to be as good as they were, but you can see, again, oh my God, can you believe it? The Texans won the division. And you'd be like, well, Stefanski won. Oh my God, can you believe it? They won with five quarterbacks. Like, it's the same thing. You're just looking for some, is it just, does it happen during the season or before the season? That's all that this is. Vrabel wins with the Titans. You'll be like, well, Mike Vrabel won. Oh my God, can you believe it? The Titans are the one seed with everyone missing a ton of games. Like that's, it's, it's always surprising. It's always surprising. It's never expectation. It's never like a hype team that actually lives up to it. It's never those things. So it's not that the Patriots are the only team that fits this description, but the Patriots are definitely, I mean, be really honest with yourself. If they were good, would you be shocked? Yes, we would be totally shocked. (laughs) They stink. (laughs) So got to take them seriously to win in the, in one of the most galaxy brain takes ever. Would you be shocked if they were good? Yes. I think they'll be terrible. Great. Now, now maybe you should go bet them to win coach of the year because it's, that's what it involves. And we see it literally every single year in the national football league. All right. So that's the new England Patriots, which means we can move past the AFC East. Uh, and we'll get back to this when we do eight buckets, obviously a little later in the season. So now we'll move to the AFC North and we'll carry this conversation into the final segments of this hour. We won't finish it here. And we'll talk about the number one seed in the AFC this past season, uh, who had the MVP, the second MVP award. And that is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, So here's what we've seen thus far this offseason from Baltimore after the losing in the AFC title game to Kansas City. Their defensive coordinator, uh, highly touted Mike McDonald, leaves to become the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Like young Zachary Orr in his early 30s, who just got done playing in the National Football League. Zach Orr will be the new... <laughs> will be the new defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. And here's where they stand right now with terms of some of their free agents. Justin Matabuke, like really young interior pass rusher who's awesome. Um, Eric DaCosta, Ravens GM, saying at the Combine yesterday on Tuesday that they're they're going to keep him. Like they'll either franchise tag him, sign him to a long-term deal. He'll play in Baltimore next season. They won't let him hit the market. Patrick Queen is going to be a free agent, and I know they're – People feel differently about kind of Patrick Queen and as a player, but I, I, I feel like he kind of matters for the Baltimore defense. On offense, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards going to be free agents, and Odell Beckham a free agent as well for the Baltimore Ravens. And John Harbaugh, like in a quote that made fantasy football players laugh yesterday, said, yeah, we think Rashad Bateman's going to take the next step this season. What year is this? It'd be like, what, like, what like is 2099. The, what's the next step? Like, the next step being well, relevant? Like 30 catches. Like yeah. 30 catches. That would, that would be some kind of step yeah, for Rashad Bateman. Yeah. So I, I, it kind of feels like the offseason not 
setting up great and hasn't been great thus far for the Ravens. They'll obviously have a lofty win total next season. Do we think they'll exceed it? What do we think that number's going to be? We'll talk about it on the other side, and Ken will tell you about the Baltimore Ravens' schedule. Then we'll get to the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns as Eight Buckets continues here on a Wednesday. Nick and Ken, you better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. 